Hello and welcome to episode six. Oh my <laughs> no! I can't, I can't help myself. I love it. You start off awful. It feels awkward. Yeah. Sorry. Episode sixty-three of the SDA sixty-eight podcast. I can't even get the name of our podcast right. This is a mess. I apologize. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Marvels, and we're going to do this a little bit out of order because we're also going to do a short uh, podcast on Loki season two afterwards. But. Um, uh, we'll split it, and this will be episode 63. Um, the Marvels, which came out a month ago, more than a month ago now. Uh, we're a little late on this podcast because uh, organizing was a bit difficult and people's lives are busy, which I get. Uh, this is uh, Anthony. We'll do introductions around the room. Uh, Arthur, want to say hi? Hi, Arthur, your friendly neighborhood iBook nerd. Kai? Uh, hi, the neighborhood millennial. All right. Oh my gosh. And returning special guest, Summer. Summer, 6DA fan and friend, neighborhood fan and friend. And our most repeated guest uh, with like two appearances, three appearances. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> my magic number three. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Um, all right. So today we're going to be talking about the Marvels. Um, uh, I don't have, usually I do a little bit of a background spiel on this. I don't really have much, except for, I don't really have much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even like, yeah, except for what, I mean, this is going to be, this is the Captain Marvel sequel, um, and is feels like it's been a long time. Um, I think Captain Marvel came out, what, 2020? 19. Man. Right before Endgame. Yeah, so four years since uh brie larson's last like uh you know captain marvel movie um and uh this also introduces in the in i guess cinema in a movie format um miss marvel uh what's her character's name <laughs> i oh, forgot uh kamala, uh, khan? kamala khan yes kamala khan and this also brings back uh what's her what's her social name phase Photon? What is it? I, I always mix the two up. She's got um, a bunch of names, but Photon's probably Photon? the one. Okay. She used yeah. to be a Captain Marvel. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, she showed up originally like a Rambo. in... in uh, well, I guess her character originally shows up in Captain Marvel, right? Like uh, the kid version of her? Yes. And then, and then um, the adult version of her shows up probably in one of my favorite, like, Marvel show scenes uh, in WandaVision when her, she's in the hospital with her parent or her mom, and all of a sudden, uh, she wait, what happens again? She reappears, she came or back her from mom, the blip, she comes back from the blip, yeah, and her okay, mom, right. yeah, she found out her mom already passed, yeah, which is a little bit tragic. Um, all right, I'm gonna hand it off to you, Arthur, real quick for uh, any kind of comic book background information, um, and then we'll jump into our reviews. Uh, okay, so most of these three characters, they just share the name Marvel in some fashion. Um, I guess I won't talk about Bree's character because she already had her first movie, so folks can check out that one. But maybe I'll just share the the cap the the photon character, Monica Rambo, right? So she was from WandaVision. She gets her powers if for those who watched WandaVision, spoilers, but if you didn't, she 
tried to go into Wanda's reality world, right? She phased in. She tried to go in and apparently absorbed a lot of unknown energy. We don't know if it's magical or whatever, but, you know, it's, it's Marvel MacGuffin type thing, which is fine. Because um, in the books, she kind of gets this, her powers the same way. She was like a Coast Guard captain. Some criminals were shipping some stuff. She gets exposed to extra-dimensional energy. Bam, she's Captain Marvel in the books. Um, so in the books, she actually has the same kind of energy powers, uh, light-based powers, um, everything from microwave, gamma, light, uh, to other exotic type energy, depending on where the plot goes. Um, fun fact, she also had the name of Captain Marvel. Um, so there's a, lo there's a lot of fans who prefer her as the Captain Marvel versus Brie Larson's character, Captain Marvel, or even the Captain Marvel before Brie Larson, who, which is a male character. Uh, who he was a Kree soldier, so the Captain Marvel names bounced around a lot, um, which is why I think for the Monica Rambeau character, they um, she changed the different names. So she used names like Photon, Pulsar, Spectrum, so all energy-based related <laughs> names. Um, I think her her major claim to fame is that she's one of the most well-respected Avengers. She's even led the team a few times. Uh, even Captain America has deferred to her, saying. I'll follow you in the battle if you lead. Um, so she's definitely a fan favorite. Um, so I was glad personally to see her, you know, as an adult making her debut. Um, but yeah, that's her. Um, and then the other guest Marvel characters, uh, Iman Vellani's uh, Ms. Marvel, a relatively new character. Um, she's a, she was an inhuman um, in the books. But if you, gosh, we didn't podcast Ms. Marvel, did we? So I don't know if I want to say. Oh, I but... guess we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Well, Good spoilers. Show, by the way. Go ahead, say it. We'll... Yeah, so she, it turns it. out she's actually a mutant, not an inhuman, which means she's more closer to the X-Men versus the Inhumans. Um, but her powers in the show are totally different than the ones uh, in the books. So in the books, she's more physical, kind of like a, a Mr. Fantastic or a plastic man on the DC side, stretchy powers. Um, here she has light-based powers, almost like a Green Lantern-ish type thing, you know, light construct and stuff like that. That's fine. They have different reasons for doing that. Um, they kind of mentioned it in yeah. this movie too, right? Like their powers are, are like all light based. That's how they were. Yeah, exactly. So they're kind of adjusting a little bit. But aside from that, I mean, the Miss Marvel characters, you know, aside from her powers, is, is almost like everything from the actress to the way she's portrayed on screen is like perfect, amazing. Um, so anyway, I know we can get into that later, but that's kind of the short of it. But I, I think this is a very original story. There's no tie to an existing Marvel crossover story. Um, I just think it's a fun idea. They take Marvel-related character names and characters and put them out for an adventure. So there you go. Nice. All right, uh, let's jump right into reviews. Uh, of course, we're going to let our guests go first. So she, her review is not tainted by what, whatever garbage we say. Tainted, <laughs> uh, <Ain't it> true. <laughs> so, Summer, well, tell us. <laughs> good. Tell us what you thought about Captain Marvel. Yeah, well, I'll preface it with I don't have any of the background on the comics, and I have having a tiny human not totally kept up with everything, and my brain doesn't really remember half the stuff pre-COVID and post-Avengers anyways. So very fair. Go to the movies to enjoy the cinema and not stress yes. too much about the details. So that is a preface to my review. Um I loved the cats. The cats made me laugh out loud. Yeah. The usage of the cats, their whole personality, everything that happened with the cats. I don't know that like I don't know if you want me to spoil it, but just the yes, fact yes. that you go to the spoilers. 
the the fact that the cats were used to like essentially protect people and get them out of this like crumbling space station. I don't yeah. know. I literally laughed out loud in the cinema. Almost spit out my coat. Same. It was it's hilarious to me. Um, and then the other piece I loved was Kamala Khan. I think I enjoyed uh, the TV show, but not. It wasn't my favorite one. But seeing her in the cinema, partnering her with essentially her idol, and then with Photon, it, she just was like the comedic relief for me. With you know the the family piece where her family provided a ton of extra context and like emotion but just she's just she's great i really like her and i'm i'm excited that at the very end they brought in kate bishop as well and her kind of recruiting and i'm looking forward to maybe what could happen with those two characters um the villain piece was interesting to me and it was kind of that like it was a little stereotypical and just the like complexity of hero versus villain where to the villain's planet, Captain Marvel is the villain. She created the problems that they're facing. And what makes this villain technically evil is the approach to getting revenge versus, you know, Captain Marvel recognizes she made a mistake and is now trying to rectify it and fix it and do the right thing a little too late, but, it tidbit was, here. Like, it's random tidbit. Did you know, and I didn't know this to afterward, did you know the actress who plays the villain is Tom Hiddleston's wife? He got married? Uh, yeah. he Shortly before, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I don't I mean I, I don't follow, I don't keep up with that stuff, but I, I realized afterwards I, I was like, oh, I, oh I, it's I cool. heard about it the week or two before I watched the movie actually, which I thought was oh, kind of okay. funny. Okay. Have a kid because I never seen her in anything or heard of her before i didn't know that he i again i thought he was still licking his wounds from the t-swift breakup years ago (laughs) oh they did it i don't remember (laughs) yeah Yeah. for a tiny bit right they did a little bit commentator yeah summer that sounded right yeah um but anyway so the the villain piece was a little bit stereotypical to me agreed love it um, and then the power switching, love the whole concept, felt like it was a little hard to understand what was causing it, and like it just felt really inconsistent. Um, it started to get better towards the end, but it was kind of like, they'd use their powers, and then suddenly they'd have to switch, but it wouldn't be immediately, but it was referenced that it was like as soon as they used their powers. Anyways, it was just kind of a, I don't know, it just felt a little choppy, but I still enjoyed the gimmick of it, so... That's basically my review. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I'd give it a six or a seven just because it was really fun. And I love seeing an all-female kick-ass cast. Um, and I do love Brie Larson. She could do anything. I would. She's like my Jennifer Lawrence. I just love her. Um, <laughs> so I'm probably buying there too. Okay. That's fair. Uh, should we go <laughs> into like the opposite side of the spectrum and go go with Kai next? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I don't, oh, know. I don't know. I don't know what Kai's review is. I he hasn't he hasn't hinted anything, but I have a feeling. No, 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 no. You know what? I'm gonna scoop it up right now. Arthur, you go next. Kai can go ne- after you. Okay. Sure. Yes. So Arthur, what did okay. you think? Um. So maybe you'll address this, um, but you know, obviously there was a lot of controversy prior to the movie. Like a lot of people are coming out. You know, all the endless reviews and all the comments about. 
Marvel this and it's going to fail and it's, it's terrible. It's going down the female movie, you know, everything you hear all this negativity about it. It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of terrible in my opinion. Um, part of, in, you know, knocking on a lack, quote unquote, lack of success, but maybe again, maybe you talk about it, Anthony, but, um, I just went in like thinking, okay, well, it could be a bad movie. It could be not, I don't know, but I went in with just an open mind and I'm, I'm a diehard, so I'm going to watch it anyway, but I really enjoyed it quite a lot. It was just fun. I wouldn't say it was like super great or like, you know, some of the other MCU movies that I, I prefer, but I went in, like, I had a great time watching it. Um, the villain wasn't as bad as I was expecting, but I, I do agree with Summer, like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, standard. She wasn't terrible. Um, cause you know, you get, you read all these reviews are saying like, oh, she's terrible, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't think so. She was fine. I mean, not great, but not terrible either, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think still, the movie was just fun. Yeah, let me add there on to be honest. I still feel like they are not giving her like a lot of stuff to work with. Um, it's she's just. I mean, she's overpowered. She's kind of that lead, and even here, I felt like and what she's supposed to be is more of like a team thing. And I don't know, just kind of did give her a lot. Like I, I would agree with that. There you was can't some... have everyone be like the lead, and I just feel like a lot of the the personality they gave to Iman Vellani, uh, Kamala Khan, uh, in those scenes. Because even even uh, Rambo, I, even hers was just like, yeah, I don't really like. It's not really a distinct character to me. It's like she's just another person. I felt I felt she fared better. So see, here's one of the things, and and I don't know if it's completely on Marvel side or Bree side, but. The Captain Marvel character has been traditionally hard to kind of nail down what what's what she's about, and even in the books, like she's got she's got a lot of appearances. They try to promote her. Different writers try to come in to make her distinct. She's got a very up and down history. So I would say part of it is it, it is a challenge to make the character interesting, because even in the books, it's it's been a challenge over the years, and it's been decades. So there's that I, I do want to put out. I'm not saying it's it's wrong. Uh, that comment one comment i thought was interesting i read was really good I, I didn't realize this but i think they did a little bit better with um with Bree's character is that having her stay off of the others sort of reveals who she is so for example you know uh to kamala khan's character she's a mentor to um to the to the kree empire she's a destroyer you know persona non grata right to um to, to to Monica's character, right? She's like the auntie uh, that you know, who's now grown up because of the time difference, right? She, they're supposed to be totally different ages, but now they're the same age, right? But she's sort of like the only family connection that Monica kind of has because her mom passed away. So I thought that was a really good comment that you use these other situations to kind of reveal Captain Marvel's character a little bit more because she has these multifaceted things and trying to make sense of it all you know that kind of thing so I, and I, I don't disagree with what you said but I, when when it was put in that context i thought yeah and i thought the movie did that piece of it well where she's trying to play different roles to different people or, or people are viewing her in different lights that part of that drives the story part of that drives the the character interactions but i think overall i think the movie was really fun definitely thought samuel jackson had more fun in this movie than in Secret Invasion. I don't know who that character was, but you can tell. I was laughing with him and um, Kamala Khan's character whenever they get together because um, they were just hilarious. Uh, so I, I felt like there should have been more ties to Secret Invasion, maybe. 
or maybe there should have been a little bit more stuff going on with um with Carol. Or not. Story with that show was so bad that they just like, let's forget <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not oh, make any true. Well, I mean, logically they should, right? I'm just saying it just didn't turn out that way. But logically, there right, should right, be right, better right, right, right. connection. But um, I, I do think they could have done a little bit more on Carol's stuff because it seems like there's a lot of stuff that happened that we didn't see. It was almost like there was a missing movie in between. Or maybe there's like 20 minutes or something that showed like, what has she been doing all this time in space? Uh, and, and, and these other yeah. things. And you kind of only know until later on or like the flashback, which is fine. But had we known earlier, oh, she decimated the Kree Empire, the, 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 the Supreme Intelligence. Oh, okay. That's, that's big, you know. So that's big, but that's also like, there's like been more. In the movie, in like the grand storyline, that's like a like a day's worth of work for her. Like she missed out on like <laughs> yeah, twenty yeah. years of like yeah. stuff happening on Earth. And I thought they were going to explain why yeah. she like came back. She's like, I'm busy in Endgame, and then she comes back at the end, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, there could have been more. It's and a big gap of like what, all the stuff that happened, right? Yeah. And, and I would have been fine with like a montage of stuff. Like over the years, she's like, you know, yeah. helped this world or, or fought this or, or, you know, whatever, right? But it just felt like there's something missing. And, and the only thing I got was that, oh, she destroyed the Kree, you know, Supreme Intelligence. I'm like, oh, okay, that's big. Maybe a little bit more there to kind of flesh that story to give it a little bit more weight. So I, I felt yeah, that because that's really just lacking. a casual mention, right? Like, yeah, there's a quick, there was a quick, even... uh, uh, what do you call it? A flashback scene showed her doing that and then the villain was showed that's why what influenced her she was a soldier or something and saw her going to destroy the the kree intelligence and i'm like oh that's a big plot point would have liked a little bit more there per se but yeah. other than that i mean I, I i could probably have other stuff but i, I did enjoy the movie it's just fun and um i wish it did better of course um i think people got a little overboard writing all that negative stuff it, it just sort of just piled on i thought it was kind of unnecessary or just People just jumping on the bandwagon to hate for the sake of hating it. Um, I do think part of the movie had a challenge of the SAG-AFRA, COVID. So there was a lack of promotion also. So a lot of people didn't even know, unfortunately. I'm not saying the movie is, that's an excuse. But I do think that needs to kind of be taken into context. Instead of just ranting on it, saying it's a failure, blah, blah, blah. You know? but anyway. I'll also add there that I think the marketing was a little confusing for people. Like, no one... Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. No one really knows this is like a sequel to Captain Marvel, <laughs> except for like maybe hardcore well, Marvel people. It's it's just called the Marvels. Well, and for a casual, like I talked to my father-in-law who's a who loved Captain Marvel. Like it's like his favorite MCU movie. Whatever. Huh? I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but he's like, they're making a second one. I was like, yeah, it's called the Marvel. He's like, I had no idea. So I think part of it is the marketing because they, they couldn't talk about it. They couldn't promote it. They, they didn't show trailers and talk shows. I think the shows. title like, of it could have been just a little bit wasn't... better, too. Oh, I, I, love the, I like the title. I like the title, too. But I, I think for casual people, it, it is hard to link up the two. Sorry, so what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, it just ties into kind of what we were talking about a couple weeks ago in our, like, Slack chat. Like, it's to me, it just feels like another example of where Marvel, since Endgame, has just kind of not found its groove. It's been really slow to find its next groove, and I feel like the stories are not as compelling. It's They're still figuring out who those characters that are going to be compelling to everybody else are. Like, it's just, 
it just feels yeah, like they've had I agree. I agree. I, I'm actually really happy that they're only doing one MCU movie. I, I, well, sorry. I'm partly happy that they're doing one, only one MCU movie next year. And that's because I feel like it will force them to like refocus um, to make sure any everything after that is is going to be of higher whatever is higher quality. And so I mean it sucks just being a fan and you know going from what is it four movies to one, but if it forces them to kind of rethink how they do things, I'm I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, yeah, I think higher quality is better. Uh, well, it's a pseudo Marvel movie next year, Deadpool three, so kinda. I mean, come on. Given the, <laughs> given yeah. whatever stuff has been out there, including the uh, the end credit scene, True. just like, uh, yeah. True. Um, so, all right. Thank you, Arthur. Uh, Kai, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, I think we just touched a lot of themes that we've talked about in the past films, right? Um, like summer put pretty succinctly in terms of what we, at least what I've said, which is in these later phases, um, it's just been pretty obviously inconsistent where you aren't sure if they're trying to put something together, whether it's between the movies or between the TV shows. But even if you just look at the pieces, um, it's been to me like lackluster. Like I, uh, to be fair, like um, I kind of enjoyed the, the Miss Marvel show right for what it was it's like a fun little kid getting some powers and in, in her own little scale um but trying to throw spectrum in there with this like weird but thin tension between her and captain marvel and then just trying to like hand wavy say oh these guys all somehow generate their powers from light or at least kamala and spectrum do not not marvel um is like the the whole movie just didn't have a lot to like grab onto um even like the the fun little like musical scene where it's like okay captain marvel is like a princess on another planet i'm like okay it's not bad like you could at least like do some some touring of like the the things that she's done besides just kill the supreme intelligence <laughs> you know um because the question has always been there's this super OP character. Maybe she's been trying to stave off this whole secret war, right? Um, or not secret war, but like this whole Kree versus um, scroll war, whatever that was called in the comic books. Um, but it's clearly in the scroll war. <laughs> yeah, the Kree scroll war. Yeah, they, they didn't have a great name for it. Um, so we don't even have that to pull on to. Um, so if I just zoom back out to. Of course, Jonathan Majors being confirmed out of the MCU. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, <laughs> this week, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we knew yeah. it was coming, but, you know, always nice to get the official confirmation. Um, yeah, I, I think the MCU is a bit, bit in shambles right now. Um, and I, I, don't, I feel like the individual parts haven't done well on their own either. So going into this, I was like, sure, why not? And after it, I'm like, you know, a little bit of why did I? But why? Yes. <laughs> um, and so I think it's like, it feels like we've climbed the mountain of hype. 
and then we've gone down to back all the way down to the trailhead where i'm like okay cool that was a great climb and decline and now i'm like back to net zero maybe like a little negative on whether i even care about mcu superhero movies at this point um because just nothing's really that compelling i do want to add um, real quick though pretty much it I forgot to add, and this this is also probably a factor, is that this movie does take a lot of backstory. Like, you had to have watched WandaVision, kind of, Ms. Marvel, the previous Captain Marvel, right? And maybe even Endgame, right? So it, it's, it's hard, like, to kind of jump into this cold. But then, so even many... cold, you didn't get much either value or context under it. In my opinion, like yeah, you could, have just not, you could have not known anything, and you would have gotten the same value out of it. Or they could have done something to make it like kind of help you catch up in some way really quickly. Just, but I, it's hard. I think they tried. The, the learning curve I mean, is, yeah. is steep. Because yeah. that's the the challenge of the Marvel MCU now is you've had to have at least seen these kind of things to enjoy that, and that's that's going to get to be a, a harder kill to climb for for a lot of casuals. And but I'm saying, forward. even as a casual, or sorry, even as someone who's watched the movies, who's done the homework, like, my experience wasn't better. Like, if I, I felt like my experience was what a casual would have experienced. Like, you think you lost context, but I sit there and go, actually, not really. Like, you <laughs> could have just jumped in they here would and gotten more the same Because they have less, less, less than you do, because at least you have the background knowledge kind of fall back but on. that's my point yeah, the background, background knowledge was useless because i'm sitting here going what did she do this whole time uh not really much at all actually so uh, the context wasn't important at, at all to me in this in the film i uh, yeah i guess and the I context think... i mean sorry real quick was you've at least seen the previous stuff so you know who the people are or someone coming in cold's like who's kamala khan who's monica rambo i didn't watch wandavision who's Who's this? Who's that? Like they don't even have that. Where at least we kind of at least have watched the previous stuff is what I'm saying. But anyway, right? But that yeah, my counterpoint is like that. That wouldn't have that didn't bring me any value at all, um, because okay. her her background like Kamala essentially got distilled down to I have an armlet, right? Which like you didn't need to watch the entire show to know that. Um, and then Spectrum, even less so. I mean, she was a footnote in in WandaVision, right? Where we're, we've, since then, just knowing she became Spectrum and know nothing about her background, knew nothing about her powers. So hopping into this movie is like her first time seeing her actually in action. Um, and then, of course, Captain Marvel, she hasn't done anything. So it's like we're all, we're all brought in together. What one thing I think I hope Marvel learns is like around timing of things. Kind of like Summer mentioned at the beginning. It's like when you do things so far apart, it's really hard to link up uh, the storylines. And so if they were to do uh, within the same year, WandaVision and I don't know, uh, and this movie, like I think that would help a lot better with people remembering because I I still feel like with the first few shows WandaVision and Loki like everyone all the Marvel fans watched that because they were like big events on the show, um, 
And then if you were to kind of like transition that into a, like a movie within like a year, year and a half, whatever, like I still, I, th I think that would be very helpful. But now that it is a little saturated, now that things are spaced out way more, it, it is difficult to kind of tie things together. And I'm thinking could, about no, it again. Could some, like, that, could some of that been blamed on the pandemic and COVID and filming and trying to like tie things together? Because yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying there there aren't factors that are to blame. I'm just thinking that there are some decisions that were made that were probably like kind of hurt um, the connect connectedness and feeling of the the whole story. Because like even now, I'm just thinking, man, they're talking about Shang Chi in like two years. I'm like, that's a huge gap. Like we're just not gonna see yeah. him that long. Like long time. I, that's I yeah like. There's, I mean, that was a pretty cool character, um, like, well, world and the character that they built. Like, I feel like people will want to see something sooner. I, I, I get you can't make, one of like... the more successful <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get you can't make, like, a ton of these because they're expensive, like, every year. But, I don't know, think about the timing a little bit better so they're not just, yeah, I don't know. Years and years. Isn't this the funny thing, though? This is, like, the, the, the problem that other studios were like. We're, all, we're all talking about Marvel here. This is the only company that has this problem, with air quotes. Like, yeah. a, a movie-TV interconnected universe. Like, I wouldn't agree that Kai, I'm saying... that MCU is in shambles, but this is, a, this is probably a problem that other studios would love to have, <laughs> so to speak. Like, they still yeah, have yeah. a pretty strong brand, and they're the only ones doing it. Like, nobody... There's no, there's no playbook for this kind of thing. Um, so I, I just want to put that out there. Uh, we talk like it's the end, the the doom, but it's like, well, you know, what they're doing is still unprecedented. Them. I just think there are optimal ways to do things, and sure. given that they've done it before, like in terms of just like how successful Phase One, Two, and Three were, because even those sequels were within three years of each other, like two, three years. Yeah, timing I would agree uh, with. Yeah, you need to yeah, kind of close the gap. But if, I feel like there's so many things going on that that they just kind of lost. All the yeah. plates fell in different directions. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like many middle content, like they did with Jurassic Park, like they made the little mini movie trailer. It was like a ten-minute trailer of the dinosaurs attacking the campground, right? Like something small, but that like built interest, built excitement, and kind of created some connections to. Oh yeah, now dinosaurs are just roaming around the U.S. Oh, it's U.S. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so I will go last here. Um, I don't know what to say. There's not much to say, but it was, to, to be honest, I, it was mostly forgettable for me. Like, I had some fun while I was watching it. I think it, everyone kind of made the, the big points that uh, that I thought already. Of, like, I thought Kamala Khan was, like, by far the, the star of the movie. Um, I thought, like, the dynamic between the three was, was fun. Uh, the villain was pretty shallow, and I'm just like, I don't know, kind of like Summer said, I just, we've seen, I feel like we've seen this type of villain before, like, same intentions, uh, um, and, yeah, I don't know, I, I remember just thinking halfway through, like, I really wanted this movie to be good, like, I, I was hoping it was gonna be really good, and, and I was hoping that it was just, like, bad, whatever, bad press, and I don't know, I walked away, I was like, eh, feeling kind of empty i was just like I, I feel like the the funnest parts for, to me were the the end the two end scenes <laughs> which oh, is like yes gotta talk about that yeah so the first one which is uh essentially kamala being samuel jackson uh to recruit kate bishop 
<laughs> it, it actually seemed that that was the original end credit scene, and then they decided oh. to put it before before the credits because that's what's what it felt like to me. I mean, um, that actress is living her best life to be able to do that scene, and as a real fan, like yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, for her. yeah, I'll give her that. That's yeah, it's pretty cool she got to do that. Um, and so yeah, I, I think the the implication there is that they're going to start a, a young Avengers team. Which I don't know. We'll see in ten years or something. I don't know. They won't be young anymore when we see them again. I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem with uh, the young teams. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Age. Um, and then the the actual mid credit scenes was Rambo waking up essentially in another universe, another version, right? Another yeah universe, and her mom's alive, and it's Hank McCoy, who look super CGI. <laughs> I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Like they it's didn't not even, her mom yeah. too. She, it's not really her mom too. Yeah, it's not technically her mom. It's just yeah, yeah a version of her mom. And it's just like uh, I was I, I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, they're just like they're not even trying to hide it that this is that they're gonna try to do something with X Men. It's like Hank McCoy. Well, they, need, they need to sell it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like there's so, no like there's no sustaining around that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. Um, and that's Kelsey Grammer, by the way. I didn't realize that. So you didn't? he voiced it. No, no, you didn't realize cool. it. Like I, I, I thought that was the, the big thing was that it was Kelsey I probably Grammer. Missed it connected. I... Yeah. Oh, did you just think it was a random voice? Maybe I didn't associate at the time until I read it uh, a little afterwards. I just because, assumed uh, it was because they wanted to tie it back to the X Men universe, the original X Men right. uh, timeline. So that's it. Uh, and he, I mean, he was one of the better parts of the X Three movie. Um, back in the day, right? But I mean, yeah. Beast, I guess, has to be CGI because Kelsey's, you know, a little too old to play Beast. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, with all makeup and all that. Anyway, yeah, that's a, that was a big scene. Yeah. So overall, it was fine. Like, I I have to disagree. Like, a lot of people said that to them this was better than the first one. And I I don't even, like, love the first one. I thought the first one was fine. No, uh, first I, one I was first better. One. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not only me, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I just think agree. it was like a tighter, like more engaging storyline um, yep. that one than this one. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that was fine. But I probably it's not something I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna go back and watch. It's so good. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Any other final comments before we jump into uh, ratings? Yeah, so just like the movie, there's just not a lot to say. <laughs> it's a lot of emptiness, yeah. and uh, we can move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Summer, what do you give the Marvels out of 10? I think it's a six. I had a great time, but it's fallen into the like my Marvel gap. All right. Uh, Arthur? Oh, I um, guess I'll be the highest one here. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Because I had a, I had fun watching it, and I oh, think just Lord. seeing Photon on screen made it for me. So it's I'm a little biased there because I like the Monica Rambeau character, and I think Iman's character makes it for me, and also the cats. <laughs> so those things sort of kind of adds up for me, and some of it is definitely some comic bias. Um, but I get, and I just had fun. But I, I get the movie has you know issues and warts and all. Um, they did a little bit more with Carol's character, which I thought was good, but I, I needed more. But overall, it was fun. Agree. I, I think they gave her more than the first movie, but yeah, 
as an overall movie, I still give the first one a better better review. Sure, uh, uh, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kai. I think I'm probably gonna go with the six as well. Um, because honestly, like I could imagine myself in like maybe a month or two, just completely forgetting what happened in the movie, and it probably won't even be important. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I know. I I actually give I I give it a six as well. But Summer really liked it, and she gave it a six. She said it to, to <laughs> I know. She had a great time. I, know. I, I thought gave it, it was a six. A I'm like, man, do I need yeah. to bump down my score? Because I I thought it was pretty average, like, yeah, slightly better than like an average action movie. But I'm like, I need to move my score down. Yeah, I'm Maybe surprised I too. No, I couldn't remember what my ratings were before. Yeah. You were talking up the cats. So. Yeah, I, you know the cat scene for me oh, really God. did make the movie. The like the music, Flirt- like, Flurkins. Yeah, Flurkins. yeah. I laughed also. I was one of those few in the theater laughing out loud at that. I thought it was just the most hilarious thing. <laughs> I don't think I laughed out loud once, to be honest. Like I smiled, but it was like there's nothing like no jokes that. Uh, you ever yeah. laugh out loud? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> In Guardians Three, when when Chris Pratt said, "Open the fucking door, just open the fucking door," <laughs> I that I did love well, that. Like that's like you talking. That's why. That's true. <laughs> that's the same thing I would have said. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Great. So, um, we're gonna wrap up now, and then uh, we'll jump into our Loki podcast. But uh, want to thank Summer for jumping on, and hope she can do it again sometime. Um, signing yes. off for. Arthur, Kai, Summer, and the other 68 podcasts, mm-hmm. Ronald, and Dat, and Nick Choi. Uh, goodbye. Saw it. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>